Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Are you loving it yet? I'm loving it. It's so freaking cold, my car wouldn't even start this morning. And I'm actually not even mad about it. I was at the time, but it's fine. Mostly, I'm just here for the experience. The uh, climatization. And uh, we want you all to have the experience, too. If you're new to the state of Montana, you're new to western Montana... And uh, you have never experienced the uh, the negative 13 like it was this morning. Heard it was negative 20 plus in Bozeman. I guess 20 minus in Bozeman. And I heard it was uh, upwards or I guess downwards of under uh, minus 30 up in the Sealy Lake area. So if you're not from around here, welcome to town. This is what I've been rooting for for quite some time. Only because uh, it's just like life. To experience the highs, you got to experience the lows. For the summers in Montana to really resonate with you, you got to live through a couple weeks worth of the negative temperatures. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Monday. I am Coulter Nuanez, and we are coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to stay. So we are rocking and rolling on the radio, 1029 ESPN uh, in Missoula and Western Montana, and uh, we're streaming on the the ESPN MT app. We are not on uh, SWX Montana Television. Uh, we won't be for I guess the next count them up one two three four five Mondays. They have. Uh, some college hoops that they'll be playing on uh, SWX Montana TV. But we'll be back on the tube every other day throughout the uh, the rest of the week and the rest of the months. And then once February is over, we'll be back on the tube uh, each weekday here on Nuanas Now between 4 and 6 p.m. Ton to get to today. We're going to start by taking you around the wide world of basketball in the state of Montana, the Montana Basketball Hour, presented by Blackfoot Communications. We got college scores, high school scores, analysis, got a few sound bites. We'll hear from Danny Sprinkle. His team swept the weekend. The Montana State men's basketball team did to keep pace in the Big Sky Conference race. And we'll also hear from Travis DeKear. His team, a huge bounce-back victory, had to have it. I mean, they, they have not gotten off to a good start. The Grizz have not. But winning at Portland State, maybe a jolt into the second half of league play. And then the second hour, I know most of you, all of you, maybe every single one of you, spent yesterday uh, glued to the couch because what else are you going to do when it's one degrees and there's two exceptional playoff games on? Uh, Felt bad for all the resident 49ers fans out there. Uh, our great friends, Krista Redpath, Kyle Sample, both of them, hardcore Niners fans, uh, both contributors on this show. Krista, each week during basketball season on the Round the Big Sky Women's Hoops, and then Sample whenever uh, I can drag him in here. But he was over yesterday. We were watching the game, and uh, it was confirmed today. Brock Purdy, a torn UCL. So that ain't good. That's like tearing your ACL but in your elbow. So when they said he couldn't throw, he couldn't throw. And uh, so certainly... A disappointing way for the Niners' season to end. I think Philadelphia probably would have had the upper hand in that game regardless. 
Uh, but without, with truly without a quarterback. I mean, Purdy tears his elbow. Josh Johnson gets hurt as well. So basically you're playing with Brock Purdy in the game but without the ability to throw. So, I mean, <laughs> you're essentially on your fifth-string quarterback at that point. And it made it basically non-competitive in the NFC Championship game. But then the AFC Championship game was an awesome one. And those two teams are going to be facing off against each other for a long time to come. As long as Patrick Mahomes is leading the Chiefs and Joe Burrow is leading the Bengals, those are going to be the teams that will be primary contenders at the very least, uh, to say the least, in the AFC. We will go through all of the Championship Sunday games. Action and, and also some storylines from around the NFL now that most teams are into their offseason. And we'll give you an early, early Super Bowl preview as well in the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morninweg. More than a quarter century as an NFL coach. Uh, he'll join us here uh, in studio uh, for the second hour of today's show. I'm so, I got the habit going of, uh, Staring into the camera and doing all the reads onto the TV. Uh, we're not on TV today, so I'm going to just turn to the side so I can look at my guy, Andrew Houghton, behind the glass. And, uh, you know, if you're watching on the stream, I apologize. I know the side angle is not my best angle, but whatever. Nobody really cares. Uh, but, Andrew, before we dive into some of the basketball stuff, I had a thought. There's so much scuttle right now on Twitter about the officiating in yesterday's NFL games. That seems to be pretty commonplace. I think we also can just see way more of it now because we have things like Twitter and social media and you know instantaneous reaction platforms where everybody can express their opinion. We've also seen, particularly in baseball, the, uh, the automation of a lot of the stuff that used to be determined by humans. You know, and... and Umpires still have a huge role in baseball, but I think we're there's a lot of talk about maybe like having artificial intelligence umpires or like robotic umpires or you know having the strike zone just be automated instead of having a, a real person. I have been just absolutely passionately against all that sort of stuff. First of all, because I think it's a human. Every sport is a human game, and human games need human officials because the human element is part of the game. I also think, though, <laughs> it's funny. When it comes to the NFL, one of the parts that people love about it the most is just how how much passion and energy and emotion goes into these games. And people are freaking out. Like, they're they're loving it to the point of ecstasy. They're, they're de- beside themselves to the point of being just utterly despondent because of the results. But I think part of what goes into the emotionally charging of the games is – officiating, particularly poor officiating. So here's my thought. My thought is that let's say we just got rid of officials and every single call was fully made by an automatic computer robot that's perfect. And there was never another bad call in an NFL game ever again. I think people would actually hate that more than how much they're hating on the officials today because it would remove an entire part of the game that gives them what they think at least the license to scream at other people. Oh, you're absolutely right, Colter. <laughs> they would hate the robot more than they hate the right. people. First of all, you, you're you're never going to have a. I mean, this could be the greatest robot of all time. It's not going to be making. It's not going to be calling football games perfectly. That's part of sure. what we love about football too, right? It's not the strike zone, or it's not safer out at first base, right? Sure. There's so much leeway and so much judgment that goes into these calls. Several. Very specific and common calls in football are absolutely subjective. There's no objectivity to them whatsoever. So you would ha- they would hate it more because the robot would be saying, this borderline pass interference was absolutely pass interference. I'm always right. Right. The robot is perfect. Right. And that just brings out the hate more than the you know human <laughs> referees, right? I think we can acknowledge that the game's moving fast, that the refs have a tough job, uh, and, and it's difficult to, to hate on that. Uh, but if we went to, to the full robot experience now, there are some ways that I think it would improve football. I mean, I don't know why we don't have – I don't know why the ball doesn't tell us when it crosses the goal sure, line, spotting, for example. Spotting could certainly be improved. Or, or goes out of bounds. Right. Uh, or, for example, yesterday when the punt hit the wire. Right. Don't know why we're not able to tell why that happens. Like, the ball should be telling us. Yes. Hey. 
hit something up there. But so much of football uh, refereeing and, and the rules around it are, are so subjective. But yeah, interesting and, and weird day for the refs yesterday in, in both games. It was, and there's always the conspiracy theorists, myself included, that come out to play when that sort of stuff's going down. But regardless... Uh, Half the reason y'all love sports is because you love to feel bad about sports. <laughs> like there's an addiction to the highs and the lows. There's an addiction to screaming and freaking out about officiating. That said, I hope that people can get rid of that addiction or fully rein in that addiction when it comes to uh Amateur sports, particularly high school sports. We've had a lot of controversy. Maybe we'll get to this later on in the week. Probably something fun to talk about with Rajim Seabrook, who I, I uh, have confirmed will join us later on this week. On Friday, he'll come back. So maybe we'll talk with him a little bit more. It's good to catch up with Raj this last Friday. Um, so keep the vitriol out of the high school sports and the college sports, but also realize that if every game was officiated perfectly, you wouldn't enjoy it as much because there'd be less to be emotional about. Nuanas Now ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN MT app, Coulter Nuanas. You want to stream the show, you always can on 1029ESPN.com, as well as on the ESPN MT app. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call us or text us. Uh, we, we'll be giving you a $50 gift card to Dazzler's Car Wash, uh, second hour of uh, the show. And uh, we'll also be giving you stuff throughout the rest of the week. And uh, if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. Montana Basketball Hour, Monday afternoon quarterback. That's your show outlook. It's the standard Monday lineup here. Uh, on to one as now in the show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call today. The Montana Basketball Hour, we're actually going to start with a football tidbit and a hockey tidbit, but it is presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana homes for more than six decades, providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in and connect to a changing world. With their expanding high-capacity fiber network and innovative voice solutions, Blackfoot's customers have access to the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more how Blackfoot can provide the right services for you and your business, visit goblackfoot.com. A football tidbit. This is relevant because Cal Poly is in the Big Sky Conference and because uh, a couple hewards currently competed athletics in the state of Montana, specifically here at the University of Montana. I guess Haley Heward, currently a, a sophomore in the Lady Grizz, and her younger sister, Macy Heward, will be joining the Lady Grizz next year. Sam Heward, who, by the way, do we know how Sam Heward is related to the Heward sisters? Is he their brother or is he their cousin? I always get confused because Brock and uh, uh, there's the two Hewards that played in the NFL. Yes. Uh, I think cousin. I think Brock is cousin. Sam Heward's uncle. Brock is Haley Heward's Haley and Macy Heward's father. Yes. Right? Brock Heward has been around at Lady Grizz games. Yes. And Damon Heward is a friend of this show. He's come on this show several times over the years. Uh, an analyst for the Washington Huskies and was a great college and pro player. Uh, so that's Sam's father. So, anyways, Sam Heward is a five-star recruit, one of the top thirty players in the United States of America coming out of high school. One of the biggest recruits the University of Washington has ever gotten. He hit the transfer portal a couple weeks ago. There was a little scuttle that maybe the familiarity with the Heward family might lead uh, him to um, might lead him to Montana. Well, it didn't. It led him to the Big Sky Conference, though. What a get for Cal Poly. Sam Heward announced today that he's committed to Cal Poly. So Paul Wolf. First-year Cal Poly head coach, who, by the way, I've interviewed since he took over. Uh, we just haven't had a, a spot to fit it in, but it's sort of an evergreen interview other than this news here. Uh, but we'll hear from Paul Wolf maybe sometime later on this week, actually, because I talked to him last week. Um, but a huge get for Cal Poly uh, to land, who is undoubtedly, just in terms of the rankings, the, the star rankings and the... Um, Recruiting prestige 
and all the offers he had coming out of high school, he's certainly one of the biggest recruits in the history of the Big Sky Conference and certainly one of the biggest recruits in the history of Cal Poly. Why did Sam Heward choose Cal Poly? Well, there's a lot of reasons why, and I can't speak for the kid, but there is a natural connection there because Sheldon Cross, who spent uh, a brief time in the in the Big Sky, he was the offensive coordinator at Idaho State for a little while, uh, he has been a high school coach recently. That's who Paul Wolf hired as his OC, and he was Sam Heward's, Cross was Sam Heward's high school coach. So, um, interesting. Interesting to say the least. A five-star quarterback going to Cal Poly. The other piece of news, Bobby Hull passed away today. Bobby Hull was 84 years old, and he is one of the great hockey players of all time. I was musing to myself, I know who Bobby Hull is, therefore he must be on the Mount Rushmore of all-time great hockey players. I and you know Wayne Gretzky for sure. He's the great one. He's the unquestioned goat in the world of hockey. Gordie Howe was sort of the goat before Wayne Gretzky displaced him. He's definitely on the Mount Rushmore. And then Bobby Orr, probably certainly on there as well. And then that fourth spot I was actually asking around and uh, asking about some some uh, some of our uh, hockey aficionados about um, the Mount Rushmore. And, and they said that He's not quite there. Other votes that I got from some of our hockey aficionados. Sergei Markov, 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 excuse me. Uh, Mario Lemieux, Yammer Yager, Mark Messier. But regardless, one of the great players in, uh, in hockey history passed away today. And we'll talk more about Bobby Hull's legacy maybe with Mike Anderson, who's uh, the co-head coach of the Grizz hockey team, but also a hockey aficionado in his own right. Let's take a look at our Stockman Bank scoreboard. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. First on uh, the men's basketball Big Sky Conference side, Montana uh, had to have it incredibly much-needed 73-67 win over Portland State. That snapped a skid, uh, a three-game skid for uh, the Grizzlies. And uh, they remain good on Saturdays. They just need to figure out a way to be better on the other days. They're 4-1 and one on Big Sky Conference Saturdays, and they're 0-5 on all other days. So they enter the second half of the league schedule with a 4-6 and six record. We'll come back to that here in a minute. Montana State, they completed the West Coast sweep. They win over Sac State 72-65. 32 points, a career high for Raekwon Battle. He continues to make a very strong case as an all-league selection and perhaps maybe even the frontrunner for uh, Big Sky Conference men's basketball MVP. Uh, we'll get to some of our midseason awards on Wednesday as part of our ESPN roundtable. On the w- ladies' side of things, the women's league, the Lady Grizz, shredded Portland State's zone. They did whatever they wanted. They moved the ball exceptionally well, and they absolutely shot the lights out. They drilled Portland State 88-56. So all of a sudden, that's two in a row for the Lady Grizz. They are 6-4 and four right now uh, in league play. And uh, for as up and down as they've been, that's a good upswing. Can they carry the momentum then uh, as they head on the road to play at Northern Arizona and at Northern Colorado this week? We shall see. Montana State's women uh, look, looked completely drained and lackluster in the first half um, against both actually both Portland State and Sac State. They fell down 19-2 to to Sac State on Saturday in Bozeman. They uh, trailed by as many as 16 late in the second quarter. They trailed by 13 at halftime. But then they clamped out and they played exceptional defense down the stretch, and uh, they were able to come all the way back and they post a 61-60 to victory over Sac State, so Montana State's women also 8-2 and two in Big Sky Conference play, and after that win over the Hornets, they are alone in first place in the Big Sky Conference uh, entering the second half of league play. As I said last week on the show, Montana State's women, they just got the heart of a champion. I mean, they have not played that great, particularly compared to how they could play, given all their talent, all their depth, but they're finding ways to win even when they're not playing great, and They've, they're also finding ways to overcome when they don't play well for long stretches, playing well when it matters, and figuring out a way to get wins. 
And I think that also just bodes well for their ability to continue to gain momentum as we enter uh, into February and into the the stretch run of the Big Sky Conference schedule. Stockman Bank has more than three dozen locations around the state of Montana. They are in Montana, only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. Some more women's Big Sky Conference scores. Idaho beats Idaho State 68-61, so that's six straight losses for Idaho State. That's their longest losing streak in 13 years. Idaho swept the weekend, so the Bengals get to 4-6 and six here at the midpoint. They won their first two over the Montana schools. They lost six in a row, then they swept this weekend, so we'll see if Idaho can get some traction on the women's side. For Weber State's women, the losing streak is over. They lost 12 in a row, but they beat Eastern Washington 68-65. That snaps Eastern's five-game winning streak and gets Weber State on the board. So the Wildcats get their first conference victory in their ninth conference game. So uh, good for Valeta Harris and her squad uh, finally getting on the board. And then Northern Arizona, uh, they took Northern Colorado's best shot, but they win in overtime 62-59. So UNC remains uh, a fascinating team that's been up and down in Big Sky Women's Hoops. We'll have more on the Women's League a little later on here on the Montana Basketball Hour. And we'll also have a full hour of Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops on Wednesday from 4 to 5. Krista Redpath, our Big Sky Conference analyst, will be in studio with us. And this week it's presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Uh, How about on the men's side of Big Sky Conference Hoops? Northern Arizona gets a 83-73 win over Northern Colorado uh, NAU, just their second league win, but Northern Colorado, they sit at 2-7 and seven in league play as well. Those two squads, NAU and UNC, they will be in Montana this weekend in men's hoops. Uh, so we'll hear more from them coming up. I have interview requests in for both uh, Northern Colorado head coach Steve Smiley as well as uh, Northern Arizona head coach Shane Burkar. Eastern Washington, they just keep on winning. 12 in a row now for the Eagles, including 10 straight in Big Sky Conference play. Eastern beats Weaver State 75-71. More on the Eagles here in a little bit as well. And then uh, in the, what do they call it, the King Spud? (laughs) The battle for the King Spud trophy, which is among the most hilarious trophies in all of college sports. Idaho State beats Idaho in overtime 95-91. So, uh, ISU finishes the first half of Big Sky Conference play 5-4. and four. They didn't look any sort of good when they were in Missoula, but they are uh, right there in the middle of the league. And uh, who would have expected they would have a better record at the turn than, than Montana? Not me, but uh, either way, certainly um, a good win for Idaho State to win the King Spud Trophy. is now ESPN Radio, the Montana Basketball Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications involved in so many of the things we got going here. Amazon Broadcasting Company, uh, they have helped us develop so many things here, including our podcast network. They are also the sponsor of Soccer and Snow and Smoke, a soccer podcast curated and produced by Andrew Houghton. And uh, they are also uh, the exclusive sponsor of the Inside the Den podcast with our good buddy Riley Corcoran, who we're going to hear uh, a couple sound bites from Riley Corcoran with Travis DeCure. Uh, in just a little while. But thanks to Blackfoot Communications for their support of the Montana Basketball Hour. Visit goblackfoot.com to see uh, how Blackfoot Communications can help you connect to more. How about some high school scores from our Stockman Bank scoreboard? We're not going to go through all of them. I mean, on Saturdays in Montana, there's seriously like over 100 high school basketball games played between boys and girls. And uh, so just going through the scores is going to bore you. So I've been trying to just give you... The best of the best, the closest results, the biggest anomalies, the most newsworthy, all that sort of stuff. So we'll start with girls' hoops. Uh, the most notable double-A score from over the weekend, Helena High continued their strong play uh, with a 51-24 win over Butte High. Helena High's girls now 5-2 and two in Western double-A play, so they are certainly a, a contender. And... Uh, they're seven and three overall. So the the Weston girls is is good. Um, Hellgate has been great. Helena Helena Capital and Sentinel have all been very good. Uh, so wide open. Even though uh, Hellgate does sit atop the league standings, the Western AA standings as of right now, um, certainly 
a lot of competitive teams in the West in AA girls basketball. One of the, uh, I guess, two of the, the notable A scores from the weekend, Browning, who's number two in Class A in girls hoops, they beat Ronan 68-62 in double overtime. So um, really good win for Browning and really good effort by Ronan. Kelsey Connolly dropped 20 points for Browning, and Amari Kafrobe had 15 more. So Browning's girls, they remain undefeated in Class A. Uh, Polson needed overtime to beat Columbia Falls in girls' hoops, but they did it 63-59. And uh, Mila Hawk led the way for Polson, who moved to 6-2 and two in Northwestern A play. In Class B, the Big Fork girls continued to look like the uh, cream of the crop. They beat Missoula Loyola 68-33. Big Fork is number one by a long shot. Peyton Gunlock, who's definitely a Division I prospect up there for Big Fork, she had 20 points to lead the way for the Valkyries. Braden Gunlock, who is her younger sister, she had 13 points. So um, big win for Big Fork, and they remain undefeated. 8-0 in conference play, 14-0 overall. And then in Class C girls, how about this? <laughs> the, the result isn't going to raise any eyebrows. Roberts, who's one of the top six teams in the in the state in Class C, they drill Bridger 80 to 34. There's no real surprise there. Roberts has won seven straight conference games. But how about this? Taylor Shurik dropped 51. 51 in a girls' high school basketball game. Unreal. She won the game by herself by 17 points. That's crazy. <laughs> the other huge scoring result is the Class B result. Malia Ingen. She scored 40 for Colstrip in a loss. So uh, Lodgegrass gets the win over Colstrip, but a Malia Egan had 40 points. Unreal. And finally, we'll get you uh, wrapped up here on the Stockman Bank scoreboard with a few boys' high school scores. Uh, the Butte boys got a big win over number two, Helena, 58-49. That's the first loss for the Bengals in Western AA play. Jay Stenson, who's a very talented football player as well, uh, he... Had 18 points to lead the Bulldogs. Cameron Guernsey, who's a future Grizz football player, uh, he had nine points to boost the Bulldogs. That's the first Western AA loss for Helena High. And then Missoula Hellgate, the number three team in the state, they keep pace. And so now Helena and Hellgate tied atop the Western AA standings after Hellgate gets a 54-43 win over Kalispell Flathead. Uh, Mario Roseman and Donovan Headswift each had 11 points Leo Filardi and Connor Dick each had nine points for the Knights. Connor Dick, by the way, will join us here on ESPN Radio a little later on in the week as part of our Garden City Spotlight. So very much looking forward to catching up with the stud uh, senior there over at Missoula Hellgate. Some Class B scores from the weekend. Fairfield needed all the time in the world to get there, but they pull out a 58-57 win over Shelby. Fairfield's number three in the state, and they're primed to move up because of the next score I got for you. We'll get there in a minute. Um, but a good effort by Shelby as well. Uh, Cooper Christensen had 14 points to lead Fairfield. And then in the game of the weekend, the Missoula Loyola boys basketball team gets their win of the season. They lost their first game of the year to Columbia Falls last week. But Columbia Falls is a Class A squad. Loyola bounces back in a big way. They get a 48-37 win over number one Big Fork. So Loyola bounces Big Fork from the Class B playoffs in upset fashion. And uh, the second-ranked Rams upset the top-ranked Vikings 48-37. Nick Walker, Isaac Epperly each had 13 points for the uh, for the Vikings. No Loyola stats were reported, but I am efforting Scott Anderson, the head coach of Loyola, so we can talk about this game. So look forward to that a little later on this week. That's your Stockman Bank scoreboard presented by Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. Let's dive further into the Grizz and the Cats on the men's side. Three big things about each of them, plus Danny Sprinkle and Travis DeCure. That's next. The Montana Basketball Hour rolls on. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. 
As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team. While I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. So funny the things that you remember so distinctly from your childhood. Music is not like that crazy, just because music's always being listened to, and it's it's inherently memorable because of its attachment to memories, and also just things like melodies they get stuck in your head. Whatever, for whatever reason though, I remember growing up, my parents, I think mostly my mom, had uh, those this like the subscription to the CDs. They would send you a bunch of CDs in the mail, and the record companies would like, you know, you check off which ones you want, boom, then they send them to you in the mail. I don't know why I distinctly remember, but I distinctly remember when my mom got Bonnie Raitt, Nick of Time, which is the the album that that song that was just playing is from. And how about this? Here we are some, you know, 25 or 30 years later, and Bonnie Raitt is coming to Missoula. Can't wait. The uh, This was announced earlier uh, today. Bonnie Raitt will be at the Kettle House Amphitheater on September 8th. That's a Friday for those uh, wondering. And uh, also, if you're wondering what's going on the next day, I already checked. I got your football schedules already right here. Uh, Montana State is at South Dakota State, and the Grizz are at Utah Tech. So if you're not going to those games, you can go have yourself a great Friday night with the Kettle House Amphitheater. Bonnie Raitt, September 8th. It'll be fun. Coulter Nuanas, welcome back. This is Nuanas Now. Coming to you on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN MT app. Let's keep rolling on the Montana Basketball Hour. Uh, as of this last weekend... We are officially into the second half of Big Sky Conference play. The Montana schools have actually all played 10 league games during the 18-game league schedule. They'll make up that extra game, or I guess everybody else will make up that extra game down the road here. And uh, the Cats and the Grizz are a game ahead because they'll get another Thursday in February off leading up to doubleheader uh, for the rivals. So the, the next iteration of Cat Grizz, the, the Bozeman-hosted iteration of Cat Grizz will be the weekend of February 17th and 18th. Uh, the doubleheader is on the, the 18th, that is, uh, Saturday. So that's where uh, the rest of the league will make up the game they are behind. But let's look at just where these teams are at right here. Uh, I'm going to say at the midpoint, even though I know that the Montana schools are one game ahead of the midpoint. First of all, we'll start with the Montana State men, and we'll have a full roundup of midseason accomplishments, midseason all-conference teams, midseason awards, all that stuff on our ESPN roundtable on Wednesday during the 5 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. But we'll start with the Montana State men. This is just for men's hoops. We'll get to the women here uh, before the end of the Montana basketball hour. But Montana State men, we'll start with them because they are the Big Sky champions and because they are uh, the top team in men's hoops in Montana right now. The Bobcats, uh, they're right on track. Eastern Washington is 10-0. It is a historic start for the Eagles. It is the greatest start in Eastern Washington school's history in men's hoops. Eastern's good. I actually think Eastern's really good. Uh, but I really also don't think that anybody's going to run the table in this league. There's just such tough travel 
And uh, you know, to Eastern's favor, they've already swept in Montana. They already won in Missoula and Bozeman, so those are not looming. But they do have to play the Cats one more time. They've also already swept the Grizz, so that's not looming for Eastern either. Uh, so those are advantages for e- the Eagles if they are going to run the table, but I don't expect that hap- to happen. But Montana State's men, they sit at 8-2 and two in league play. Uh, they are um, in the driver's seat for the two-seed right now, basically. And they'll get one more shot at Eastern in Cheney on February 27th in the regular season finale for both teams. So that uh, for that game to be for the league title... Montana State will need some help. Eastern will have to drop one along the way, but I can't imagine that they're going to win 17 in a row going into that finale against the Cats. But we'll see. And if they do, all the credit in the world to them, and they might not be for anything on Monday, February 27th. Uh, it might just be all for naught. But regardless, Montana State's gotten to this point, 8-2 and two in league play, uh, despite some ups and downs. And I think that the primary reason that the Cats are alone in second place as we make the turn in the Big Sky Conference is they have the best players. Jabril Bellows, the reigning MVP in the league, he actually tore up his hand. He tore the webbing on his left hand against Portland State on Thursday night. He played Saturday, and he had a couple big dunks. Uh, but it hasn't been all about Bellow, although Bellow is such a huge, uh, both literally and figuratively, man in the middle of the uh, Bobcat offense. He draws so much attention. So... He's certainly been a huge factor, but more than anything, it's been Raekwon Battle's ability to truly emerge as one of the premier scorers in the league and, and certainly one of the most high-energy guys in the league. And it's also been Darius Brown's ability uh, to be a, a steadying presence. So we'll have three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Cats here in just a little while. Uh, but first, let's hear from Danny Sprinkle. This is about his team's ability to close out Sac State. Sac State was um, competitive throughout the game. Zach Chappelle is a great player, and he had a three to cut it to one uh, with about two minutes to go. He also had a couple free throws to keep it tight. But in the end, Montana State pulls away. Raekwon Battle, a career-high 32 points. He made all 12 of his free throws, including sinking six free throws in the last 90 seconds of the game to seal it. Here's Danny Sprinkle. This is from the Bobcat Radio Network, courtesy of Keaton Gologly. A couple minutes just about his team's victory over Sac State on Saturday. It was. I mean, we made we made tremendous plays at the end of the game. You know, Raekwon was awesome offensively. You know, I mean, everybody, Sam Lecklot had some huge minutes in the second half. Jabril and Great, I thought, were tremendous playing against McCray. I mean, he's a he's a, he's a giant human being. <laughs> and uh, not only that, he's good, but they're just, they're, they're so well coached and they're so tough. You know, and, and Coach Patrick's done an unbelievable job with it. You know, I mean, they're, they're super talented. And, uh, I mean, they, they play very similar to us. You know, a lot of the stuff that they run, even and the way they play, like, you know, they, they reminded me a lot of our team, you know, watching film on them. And so it's a, you know, I think this was their first home loss of the year. You know, it was, I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a hard place to come in and play, man. And, uh, you know, for our guys to do it after some tough travel and, and uh, you know, just I'm really proud of our maturity, right. you know, especially after the win over Montana. And then you go on the road for two in a row, you know, and, and travel's not easy in this league. And for our guys to come out with some great energy was was awesome. Uh, Raekwon Battle, a career-high 32 points, 12 of 12 wow. from the free, thro- free throw line. He was the man at the stripe at the end of this game that iced this thing. What can you say about Raekwon Battle? His star shined brightly again tonight. It did. You know, not even just at the end of the game. Like, throughout the whole game, like, even when they were making runs and it was tough for us to score, he was the guy going and scoring. And uh, he's, just, he's hard to guard. I mean... I'm glad I don't have to guard him, but he's a he's just he's a tremendous talent. I thought he took some really good shots tonight. Even the ones he missed were good shots, and so you know I'm glad number 21 was on the, in a Bobcat uniform tonight. Well, that was uh, six. You already got six of your road games out of the way in the Big Sky heading into February, Coach. Congrats on the win, and we'll talk again at the Brick on Thursday. You got it. We're gonna have to let Raekwon play the music on the way home. That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him take control of my phone for a little bit. Yeah, he's got aux control. All <laughs> yep. right, Coach. Appreciate the time. Congrats. Fun there from Danny Sprinkle, just talking about uh, giving up the ox cord, as the kids would say. We're efforting Raekwon Battle as well uh, to join us sometime here uh, in the next week or two. Uh, so look forward to that. Montana Basketball Hour, presented by Blackfoot Communications. For the Grizz men, 4-6 and six is a disappointing start for sure. Their 3-6 and six start was their worst of the 21st century, 
But they do end the first half on a high note with a 73-67 win at Portland State. And uh, they looked much better in this game. Uh, part of the storyline here, Deshaun Thomas hit 5-3, scored a career-high 25 points. Part of the storyline here was the fact that Montana went away from Brandon Whitney in the second half, their point guard, and they put the ball in the hands of their big power forward, but I think it's hard to even call him a power forward at this point, a point forward at this point probably for Josh Bannon. And he was the catalyst. He was the player playing on the ball the most in the second half. He ends up with six assists, as did Deshaun Thomas. So 12 assists for the starting front court for the Montana Grizzlies in their win over Portland State. And Bannon also chipped in 17 points and 11 rebounds. The Grizz, for better or worse, are going to go as Bannon goes down the stretch. Uh, I think he has the talent to be one of the best players in the league. When he's at his best, he's certainly one of the best players in the league. He just has to consistently show that because when he is not at his best, Montana can't win. Uh, That's sort of the tried and true thing that we've seen through 10 games. But the Grizz go into the the midpoint here with a victory. Here's Travis DeCure. This is courtesy of Riley Corcoran and the Grizzly Radio Network. A couple thoughts following their victory at Portland State on Saturday night. Coach Takir, how does it feel to break through in a close game on the road down two of your key contributors? Huge. Uh, you know, um, you make your own luck. Uh, I honestly believe that. And we, we hadn't really just been playing together. We hadn't been trusting one another. We've been trying to make plays, especially when things got tough. I think everyone wanted to be the guy. Um, and instead of trusting others to make plays. And, and so we've spent about, I don't know, 36 hours almost um, looking each other in the face and telling each other the truth, uh, doing what families do, fight a little bit, argue a little bit, cry a little bit, and then come together and hug it out and then try to execute. And, um, you know, I think Bannon set the tone the way he spread the ball around early. Uh, Deshaun set the tone the way he defended. And those are the two big things for us uh, to be a unit is that those two guys needed to be more consistent in those two areas, and uh, that, I think that's why everybody else kind of fell in place. So many areas I want to cover real quick. Deshaun Thomas was phenomenal. We'll get to him in a moment, but let's start at the very beginning. When you found out Onan Moody was going to be out, you know your heartbeat, Mac Anderson's going to be out. You got eight or nine dressed players available for this game on the road after coming off your probably your worst performance of the season. How did you feel coming into it? What gave you confidence when your team came on the floor that they were going to come together? And, and explain the hot start. Well, I knew we needed to get off to a good start. Yeah. And we missed some open shots, but we were playing the right way. We were getting great shots, and I knew at, at some point those shots would go in. Um, I knew that, you know, there were going to be four or five guys who were going to have to give us 35 to 40 minutes, and, and Bannon was on pace for probably a 39-minute game if he didn't get that fourth foul. Um, you know, and, and you know some guys that hadn't had opportunities were going to have to get step up. And if one of those guys stepped up and had a good game, I thought we'd have a chance. And, and Lou was was the guy tonight. Blau Lou Oki, plus 19 when he was on the floor. Josh Vasquez, also a season high, 17 points in 38 minutes. You needed that from your senior. Got to talk about Deshaun Thomas. 25 points is the most points he's ever scored in a college basketball game. He made five threes, but Coach, you mentioned it. He had three blocks in the first three minutes of this game. That set the tone. Talk about his all-around effort on both ends and what a game. Your team. You know, guys that are built to score, um, their offense is their motor, and and Deshaun's been allowed to play that way for a long time, and that's something that we've been working on, and that that's the thing we fight with. But the good thing about it is he's open to that. He knows it. He wants to fix it, and he's trying to fix it. And, and it's hard to break old habits. And so tonight is one of the games. You know, we've had a couple others where his defense was his motor, and when he started the game off playing hard, blocking shots and walling, and even the early foul he got was it was a good foul right and the rest kind of took care of itself mm-hmm. he wasn't worried about getting shots so what happens you end up with the ball Lalu okay comes off the bench uh, to fill in for Mac Anderson who was out with some sort of lower extremity extremity issue and okay uh provided the same sort of stat line that Mac Anderson probably would have maybe a little bit more athleticism uh, although Anderson's a great athlete uh, but okay played well I guess is what I'm trying to say then is uh First elevated minutes of the conference season. Also worth noting, Onan Moody was out in this game as well. I got three big things about the Greers and three big things about the Cats, but we are up against it because I've been rambling so much. So we'll do that next. The Montana Basketball Hour is presented 
by Blackfoot Communications to learn about how Blackfoot can provide the right services for your business. Visit goblackfoot.com. More on the Montana Basketball Hour right after this. Keep it right here at ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. The big announcement of the day is Bonnie Raitt's coming back to Missoula, and that got me thinking about Tedeschi Trucks, Susan Tedeschi right there. But Tedeschi Trucks was a great concert this last summer, and uh, Bonnie Raitt coming to Missoula this upcoming, I guess, late summer, September 8th. That's a Friday at the Kettle House Amphitheater. So that's the inspiration for today's playlist. Welcome back. New is now ESPN Radio. It is... The Montana Basketball Hour is presented by Blackfoot Communications. Thanks to Blackfoot Communications for all their support of us here at Missoula Broadcasting, as well as Skyline Sports. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana homes for more than six decades, providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in and connect to an ever-changing world. With their expanding high-capacity fiber network and innovative voice solutions, Blackfoot's customers have access to the latest technologies, backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right services for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. Three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Cats as we are into the second half of Big Sky Conference play beginning on Thursday. We'll go uh, Grizz, Cats, Grizz, Cats. So first big thing about the Grizz, the Grizz have better talent than a lot of the teams in the Big Sky Conference that I've seen, particularly the top end of their roster. I think that Josh Bannon is justified as, as being a preseason all-league guy for the Grizz. I think when he's at his best, he's definitely one of the better players in the league. That gives the Grizz a shot. They just got to figure out what they're doing. Like They got to figure out who's going to play. Like on Saturday, Josh Vasquez started. Anand Moody was out. Mac Anderson was out. Lalu Oke came into the lineup and was in the rotation. And Montana looked better. Now, is that because they're playing a downtrodden Portland State team? Or is that because they actually were better? I'm not sure. All I know is that they played out of the half court through Bannon and through Deshaun Thomas. And if you're going to play those two guys in your front court, then they need to be the guys that you operate out of the half court with. And to do that, you got to take the ball out of Brandon Whitney's hands. So I think there's a lot of questions to be answered on what makes the Grizz the best they can be. Uh, but I do think even though they're only four and six, I think they're better than their record. They're not a league championship caliber team. Uh, as of right now, maybe they can turn a corner. I mean, last year they were 8-2 and two in league, and uh, they stumbled down the stretch. So maybe they can surge down the stretch this year. We'll see. But uh, still a lot of mystery surrounding this Grizz men's basketball team. For the Cats, they are second place in the league because they have the best players. And I still think that Jarrell Bellow is the most intimidating and physically formidable player uh, in the Big Sky Conference. And I think Ray- Raekwon Battle is the most talented. I think that he is just the single most talented player in the league. And then you add in Darius Brown, who not only is uh, fast-tracking towards newcomer of the year in the league, but is also probably an all-league point guard at this point as well. And the Cats are just, I mean, they're doing a really good job across the board, but they just have better players than, uh, at least in my estimation, their top-end talent is the best in the Big Sky Conference. Number two about the Grizz, as I was just saying, the Montana big man duo of Bannon and Thomas can be a huge mismatch but you got to figure out a way to accentuate that offensively in the half court, and you also have to figure out a way to have those guys be formidable or at least functional defensively. I think that if you're going to play through those guys in the half court on offense, great. you got to get great production out of them defensively as well, and so we'll see where Montana is able to adjust its rotations. Number two thing about the Cats, Raekwon Battle is an emerging superstar. I voted him on my preseason all-league team. Got a little bit of blowback for that. Uh, from various media people from around the league saying I was overrating him. Well, I'm not. He is, uh, when he's cooking, a guy that can create and take and make shots that no one else in the league can. And he showed that against Sac State on Saturday. A career-high 32 points. 
He made a couple ridiculous baseline jumpers. He had this up and under Euro step in the lane for a finish that was ridiculous as well. And uh, 32 points is is no joke. So Raekwon Battle has been awesome. And I think that Darius Brown's presence as not only a solid point guard, but also an emerging calming influence has been huge for Battle as well. Number three thing for the cast as we wind down the Montana basketball hour. I think that the fact that there's another team to chase that's undefeated in league in Eastern Washington is actually a benefit for the Cats because it gives them something to motivate them and, and to keep something out in front of them. And it also makes the target on their back as the defending Big Sky champs a little bit smaller. So I actually think that Eastern doing what they're doing and being where they're at right now is a good thing for Montana State. And the number three thing on the Grizz What do you do with Brandon Whitney moving forward? Whitney's been exceptionally good at times this season. He hasn't been very good in league play. So, I mean, he is what he is, right? He's a, I would say, very good to even elite defensive player at this level. He's a good point guard who can get in the lane, and he's great at finishing at the rim, but he can't really shoot it. That, that, that just is what it is. I don't think that's going to change in the next eight league games. So do you mitigate that and, and try to accentuate his strengths? I guess the point is it's not really about Brandon Whitney, the individual. It's about that you are at your best in the half court when you play through Josh Bannon. If you're playing through Bannon, then Whitney is sort of an afterthought because he can't shoot a spot-up shot. If you're going to play through Bannon, the best guys to have around him are your best shooters. That's Deshaun Thomas, that's Anand Moody, that's Josh Vasquez, that's Lonel Martin. That's your best five if you're playing through Bannon in the half court. So then is, Brit, is Whitney just the, the odd man out? Do you, do you relegate him to the bench and have him be the guy that brings the spark off the bench and you have sort of a different bench lineup? I don't know, a lot to be determined for Montana uh, in the second half of Big Sky Cowherd's play. We'll have more on the women's league coming up. We have a full hour of it on Wednesday around the Big Sky women's hoops across the red path. And we'll also have some thoughts on it uh, throughout the rest of uh, probably tomorrow's show as well. Uh, but for now, our one is in the books because I just heard the booming voice. Coach Marty, Marty Mornaweg in studio with us. The Monday afternoon quarterback championship Sunday style is next. Thanks so much to Blackfoot Communications for being the presenting sponsor of the Montana Basketball Hour. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana homes for more than six decades providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in and connect to a changing world. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right services for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty, next, ESPN Radio. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates if you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.